Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Tumpte. Hump day. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. For this Wednesday, January 18th, 2023, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Punick, Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us, produced on the TV10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. So we get into, we'll first start out, like we always do, with an EPAC Hoops Roundup, and Colin, a, a close one last night between... Uh, Martinsburg and Washington on the girls' side, and now Martinsburg holds the second spot in the EPAC. Yeah, we got a competitive game last night, which is what we expected between uh, Martinsburg and Washington, two teams, as I mentioned on the sports mix yesterday, pretty even when it comes to statistically on paper, and that's what we got last night, a two-point game. It was a very low-scoring game, so if you were looking for offense it wasn't the game for you it was a defensive minded battle and martinsburg really when you saw them on offense would just take their time uh with the possession and almost sometimes waste an entire minute it seemed like trying to wait to get a perfect shot and it was a fun one to call in the end it was martinsburg that got the win thanks to addy strovel wide open when it was tied up at 33 33 to get the go-ahead basket with 18 seconds left uh and washington had a chance to either tie or take the lead and just the shot didn't go in and when they tried to steal the ball for a buzzer beater that uh also failed but it was a fun game nonetheless yeah and uh colin caught up with head coach for the martin or excuse me dylan caught up with head coach for the martinsburg lady bulldogs ronnie fitzpatrick and here's the post-game interview down to dylan with coach fitzpatrick dylan take it away all right Coach, it was a hard fall game all night long, tight the whole way. How do you think your team ended up with the W in the end? You know, I, I, it's it's just kudos to them. Um, they've worked extremely hard. They fought every day in practice, and, and it, it just came out here on the court. I'm extremely excited for them because they put in the work and the effort day after day after day, and it just showed today. So we be, that's a really good team and a well-coached team. Both teams played really well in defense tonight. Obviously, no, neither team got the 40 points. What do you think your team uh, did right on the defensive end? Well, it's hard to say. So b- both teams, of course, have seen each other 35 times. I think it was 11 to 10 at the end of the first half. That's when both teams have buckled down. They know what we're going to do. We know what they're going to do. And it was just a well-fought game. That's going to be every game in the EPAC, and we are lucky to come out on the good side this time. What do you want your team to take away from this one for the rest of the year? Just, just just, that we're here. If we keep working and we continue to execute in, in every day, it win every day, and it's not about the scoreboard. I talk about that all the time. I need us to win every day, and that's sometimes in practice. It's sometimes in the classroom. That's what it's about. If we win every day, it will eventually equate to more wins on the scoreboard. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Congrats on the win. That was Dylan Bishop, our own Dylan Bishop, with head coach of the Martinsburg girls basketball team, Ronnie Fitzpatrick, after a 35-33 Victory over Washington last night. The Lady Bulldogs improved to four and six and three and one in the EPAC to move into second place, while the Lady Patriots fell to five and seven and two and two in the conference. 
Um, obviously a big win for them to push them into second place. And Spring Mills, that's going to be a hard team for any of the EPAC teams to beat. Uh, but the fact that you're in second place, that's got to give you some confidence if you're Martinsburg girls basketball. Yeah, it gives you a great opportunity uh, to potentially make a run when we get to the tournaments. So I think this is a Martinsburg team that's gotten a lot better. Coach Fitzpatrick's done a nice job uh, with the program to get a real tough win over Washington. I know Washington was without Skinner, so they were down a player. But, um, you know, they, they're still a pretty talented team. And I thought Martinsburg did some good things defensively in that game. And, uh, rallied late when they needed to so uh good win for the bulldogs i think though it's still a lot will a lot will determine who ends up being that second team but washington jefferson martinsburg kind of fighting behind spring mills there and even muscleman i think is in the equation as well so uh you know there's a good battle here in the epac i mean you have kind of the outliers in uh spring mills and hedgesville but even hedgesville's picked up a win recently so you can't completely count them out but it does look like that kind of middle of the pack is going to be very competitive and be intriguing to see who who pulls away there because even as the two seed i don't know if you necessarily are locked in to be the second team um that makes it out of the uh section yeah, and uh, when you're talking about Musselman there, Martinsburg is taking on Musselman tomorrow night in girls' hoops at Martinsburg. Uh, but Musselman, they fell last night 44-40 to to Hampshire. They're now 2-7 and on the season. Uh, if, if they were to get a, a big win, that would be tomorrow night against Martinsburg. Yeah, for sure they need that win. And, uh, you know, Hampshire, that was one that you would have liked to have gotten if you're Musselman. So that's a tough loss there on the road. Yeah, and moving over to the boys' side now, Martinsburg routed Washington 85-53. They improved to 6-6 six and 1-3 six and and in the conference while the Patriots fell to 2-8 and eight and 0-4 oh and in the conference. And for Martinsburg, uh, they now kind of put themselves in that fourth position uh, with both teams, other than that, not having a win in the conference in Washington and in Musselman. And they kind of put themselves in that fourth spot last night, and they could – even completely do that more if they're able to beat Musselman Friday night. So it's a big week for them. Yeah, it is, and they did exactly what we expected them to do last night, even though uh, the start of EPAC play was tough for them. It was against the three best teams, so now that they're going out and going up against a team like Washington, who's a team right now in the EPAC, more at martinsburg's i guess tier maybe even though martinsburg did dominate them so i guess i'd put martinsburg and its own tier unless they go out and lose friday to muscleman then it'd be something different but that the fact that offensively they were able to get going and defensively hold a team to what was it 53 points i think you said so that's an impressive win for martinsburg and hopefully is a confidence boost to lift them to friday against musselman yeah i think it's a solid win for the bulldogs uh going up and, and washington has made improvements you know a year ago that game wasn't competitive at all it seemed like it was a little bit more competitive last night so um that's good to see that washington's getting better but obviously martinsburg still has the superior athletes and were able to get the win um which was a win or a must win for them because if you fall to own four in the epac and then you start to wonder how good can this team be 
they at least got that win last night. They have another winnable game against Musselman. It should be close, though, with those two teams. It's usually close. So, um, you know, this is a talented Martinsburg team, but they're young, so they have some things where they need to work on. But I think they could become a team that you have to at least worry about a little bit uh, when we get into things here. And I think Martinsburg's it's that win. It was a must win for them, so good job taking care of business. Yeah, and the other game last night was a big game in the EPAC. It was a battle of the two undefeated EPAC teams within the conference. Uh, only one reigned supreme. That was Hedgesville. They knocked off Jefferson 56, 66-56. And shout-out David Wood on the show yesterday. Yeah, I haven't seen a section. comment yet, but the, the I Told comment. You So parade is probably – Getting ready to start or has already started for David Wood. He who, did comment, hey, guys, uh, exclamation point, LOL. So yeah, I'm assuming he, the LOL was for the fact that he got us on that one. Yeah, he got it uh, completely correct yesterday. He said that it was going to be a 10-point win Double digit win. Hedgesville. Yeah. And we kind of wrote it off a little bit just because of the fact that Jefferson has looked impressive in EPAC play this year. and. Last year, they didn't lose an EPAC game, so I still had to think in my mind that you had to put him I mean, above Hedgesville. It's but clear. Hedgesville made the statement last night that, as you've been saying this year, Spencer, yeah. and credit to you too, you're on the Hedgesville train to be the top team. I mean, I think we'll find out this Friday for sure because Hedgesville's going to have a big week, but we'll talk some scoring here. Cam Wilkes led the way for Hedgesville with 22 points. Jackson Ruest with 21 points. He cuts the hair in a... He's got a good game last Friday night. Was it 21? I thought it was, I thought it was 19. 19. No, he had 21 points according to okay. Edgesville's Okay. Maybe he's officially 19. That's what the journal article had. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jaden Gladney for Jefferson at 19. Wyatt Shively with 15 and 10 rebounds. Uh, but for Edgesville, they're the kind of top dog in the EPAC right now, and they'll have to prove it once again when they face Spring Mills on Friday. Battle of the Birds on Friday. But, uh, you know... I still think Jefferson can be that top team again, even with the loss. I think it was just kind of a poor night for them shooting the basketball, but give credit to Hedgesville. They're a very good defensive team. They really got Martinsburg out of any mojo. Uh, we know they have a ton of depth offensively. I think Jackson West really starting to establish himself as a scorer for this team. Gives them just another weapon that they can rely on. So Hedgesville has an extremely talented team. And they may be the best team in the EPAC. I think it's still going to be, though, a really good battle. I wouldn't be surprised if Jefferson, Hedgesville, and Spring Mills all kind of beat up on each other uh, in the regular season and split those season series um, because I think they're all pretty much equal. But Hedgesville does have the most talent, it seems like. Uh, it just comes down to will they have you know a great night every single night or will they be off a few nights here and there? But, I mean, you had Stefan Barclay to the mix, and he's starting to really come on for them. You still have Bolduke and Wilkes, who we knew were really good scorers. Uh, Tay Wilmer as well, Damon Cook. So there's just a ton of guys that can, you know, put the ball in the basket and put up numbers for Hedgesville that makes them certainly a formidable team. But it was kind of like with Jefferson, I think our thoughts yesterday was, until somebody knocks them off, you know, there's no reason for us to believe that they're going to lose in the EPAC. And uh, last night that did happen. So right now, yeah, Edgesville's the team to beat right now. And, and we'll see if Spring Mills can 
knock them off or if Hedgesville is going to come away with a 2-0 week in the EPAC against the two toughest teams in the EPAC that they're going to face this year. So looking at Hedgesville's upcoming schedule, obviously they have Spring Mills, as we mentioned, this Friday. But they're already 11-2. and two. Last year they finished the season 15-7. Uh, and seven. If you're going to look at their schedule this year, uh, don't know how good this D.C. international team is that's coming in this Saturday. They're, they're leading their league six. right now, according to Coach Church. Yeah. So, uh, but then somewhat quality. Then you look back, then you look the next week. They have Washington. Okay. Then the Saturday, the 28th, they have Berkeley Springs. The 4th of December, or excuse me, the 4th of February, they'll have Preston. Then they'll have Martinsburg, Broad Fording, Spring Mills, Jefferson. So, that's going to be big for them to end the season with Spring Mills and Jefferson after playing them both this week. Uh, but they could easily get to 20 wins. Yeah, I think so. I mean, those are definitely a, you know a few very winnable games uh, that they have on that schedule, uh, but also some good competition. So it's kind of a mix of the two for Hedgesville. And, I mean, talent-wise, though, we say it all the time, they got a ton of talent on that team. So I think they uh, have a chance to make it out. But it's a very tough conference, and there's some really good teams around here. So it'll be tough to see and – like we said before, too, I think if uh, basketball was based off of a point system and not based off of a um, sectional and regional champion, then maybe we would see three teams headed to Charleston from the EPAC because I think all three of those teams could deserve a spot to be there in the top yeah. eight in the state. That would be big, and you look at the, the Cougars' upcoming schedule – uh, they are off until Saturday. They'll be at St. James in Maryland, Spring Mills next Tuesday, Hampshire next Wednesday. So they have affectionately four games in a week. Saturday to, to or five games. If you take Friday to Friday, they'll have, or excuse me, Saturday to Saturday, they'll have four games. Uh, St. James Saturday, Spring Mills Tuesday, Wednesday they'll have Hampshire. Then they'll be at Martinsburg next Friday. They'll have Broad Ford and Christian Academy. Then they're going to go up down excuse me down to the southern end of the state to the south charleston area they'll take on south charleston george washington which will be two big games that uh, you look forward to going into sectionals then they'll finish it out with an all epac schedule of washington spring mills musselman hedgesville uh but that that's the rest of the season outlook for jefferson and obviously we'll talk more epac hoops throughout the week uh but that will do it for this first segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by parsons ford ken parsons ford in martinsburg they became number one by making you Number one first, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk some Shepherd Hoops. We'll be out there this afternoon into the evening for Shepherd Men's and Women's Hoops versus East Stroudsburg. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Stone, and I feel With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. Uh, tonight, we'll have some Shepherd Hoops on TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube as East Stroudsburg comes to Shepherdstown. Butcher Center is where all the action will take place beginning at 5 p.m. with the pregame show, 5.30 off for the women's action, and then 7.30 will be the tip-off for the men's action. Uh, Shepherd women obviously still looking for their first win of the season, and uh, it's going to be a tough one tonight. They're facing a team that's over 500 in, in East Stroudsburg. Yeah, it's a tough test, and a down year makes it even tougher because of the uh, talent on the other side for East Stroudsburg. But you still have home court advantage. Hopefully, East Stroudsburg maybe comes out flat or something, and Shepard's able to be competitive. We, we've seen them in first half be competitive at times this year. They just can't string it together for a full game. Hopefully, though, Bowles being back again tonight after her first game back last game can get closer to 100% and maybe give Shepard a spark. They have some talent there. It's just not all been put together yet this year, and that's why they're sitting at 0-14. Yeah, we'll see uh, for Shepard. I mean, playing at home against a team that is near 500 and it does seem like the Rams are getting a little bit better at times. They've been competitive for games for about a half, like you said, Colin, uh, into the third quarter in that game last week where we thought they were maybe going to get a win, and then it just kind of fell apart uh, as things went on. So you know, can this team play a complete game? Can they find consistent scoring from about two to three different players? Uh, and can they get better on the defensive end and slow down a solid East Strasburg team? That's a lot of question marks uh, heading into a game, but 
realistically, it's hard to ever imagine or, or really favor Shepard in a game, but it is a game where maybe they, you know, start to put things together. I think having Sydney healthy, uh, you know, with this being her second game back, certainly gives you a little bit more hope for a win, but it, is, it has been tough, and uh, East Strasburg will not make it easy on you, but it is a long trip for the Warriors, so there are some things that could potentially go Shepard's way, and, and maybe they at least make it close, if not pull off a big win, but, um, you know, so far it's obviously been a very difficult season. Yeah, it has been, and, you know, you're, for Shepard, you're going to need Megan Shipley to keep performing out. She's been, she's got 32 points in the last two games, uh, with 21 coming in the previous game, but obviously... Uh, 11 of 37 points that the team had the last game. So it's about a third of the points. And uh, obviously you're going to need other players to step up like Madison Merce, Peyton Grant. Uh, and, you know, we saw a little bit from Aubrey Austin in the first couple games she, she played. Uh, and now she's kind of fallen silent, uh, but hasn't even attempted a – didn't attempt a shot in the last game. So well, maybe she'll get some more shots up uh, this evening. Uh, but moving over to the men's side, it's going to be an even tougher challenge uh, for them, Nick, as uh, East Stroudsburg comes in at 14-1 and and 8-1 and in the conference. Yeah, I mean, besides IUP, this is the toughest team in the conference. I mean, this is the toughest team in the East Division. So uh, East Stroudsburg has just been rolling through not only the PSAC, but through their non-conference schedule as well. Uh, the Shepherd men have been up and down, and I would expect – this to be a very tough game for them, but um, they've shown in the past the ability to keep things close against some good teams. Uh, that Mercyhurst game was not close for Shepard. You would expect this to be probably a similar outcome based on that, but um, this team does seem to you know, have some moments where they pull off upsets or at least come very close to upsetting teams uh, with high-powered offenses, and they can really – you know, dominate, but East Strasburg on paper looks like the best team in the East Division. So it's it's not going to be easy for the men either tonight. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, this is a team that hasn't really been able to put together a consistent win streak or anything. But uh, a win tonight would be huge for the Rams. Would really give them that momentum that they're looking forward to potentially you know get those wins in a row and make a run at the PSAC tournament. Yeah, it yeah. W- worries me too because we don't know which Shepherd team we're going to see. Are we going to see a team that has been able to play at the level of their opponents and actually each night when they do that go out and compete? Or are we going to see again, even though it's kind of only been about two times, I think, that I can recollect uh, this year they go out and lay an egg, and that's what worries me. I, I feel like that might be the side that we see tonight because of how good East Strasburg is this year only with one loss on their record and the best team in the East and Shepard right now tied for third and overall in that fifth in the East. So it's a tough task for the men's side tonight. Hopefully they're able to compete and even if they do drop it, maybe make it a one-two possession game so that you can still see some promise in it. But it's still a tough task even to potentially accomplish that tonight i feel like for Shepard. yeah it's going to be a tough task for them as you know in 
they'll be on the road for the next, uh, I guess, four games, after, three games after this. They don't come back to the Butcher Center for another 10 days, but they've got three games after tonight. They'll be at Mansfield Saturday, Monday at Westchester, next Wednesday at Shippensburg. Um, and then, you know, it'll be towards the rest of the season. And if they want to get to a point where uh, they can play in the conference championship, it's going to be they're going to need to roll some wins together. We need a great environment tonight. I feel like that's something that's always well. We did just we did a game. Center. We always see great environments for football. Back. Why can't we get it for basketball? Well, look, we did a, the last game we did for Shepherd. Their students weren't back yet. It was still, still winter break. Even when they are back, I, I want to see them there. All right. I feel like call out to the Shepherd fans. That's when that's what Colin just did. He called you out. So if you're a Shepherd fan, show up to the Butcher Center tonight. Cheer for your teams. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Rossini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family-owned operator right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Rossini's.com for more. We joined by assistant, or excuse me, athletic director at Shepherd tomorrow, uh, Chauncey Wimbush at 12:15 to talk about the hiring of new assistant AD for external affairs. Talk to him about that tomorrow. But after this break, we'll talk West Virginia athletics. Uh, hoops in action tonight and a new offensive coordinator for the WVU football team. We'll talk about that once we get back. After this two-minute break, you're tuning the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR and RTV 10. Over there talking to This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Rock's grab-and-go is made fresh daily. Grab-and-go, now available at Rock's. Rock's local market. Rock's grab-and-go is made fresh daily. Grab-and-go, now available at Rock's. Rock's local market. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel is helping create extraordinary futures. So we've seen improvements in, in our boys on the, as I said, arithmetic, reading and writing. I worked in the county, I worked in public school, and that's what I knew. Um, and I knew I wanted to be able to give her more, so I would recommend this to anyone. You know, our daughter has thrived here. Um, the, the family-like environment is exactly what she needed. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel in Martinsburg, equipping children to lead lives of significant impact. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. We're produced today on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. As we get into some West Virginia University athletics news, we'll start with the news coming out about uh, football. We'll start with football here today as uh, uh, the Mountaineers, I was going to say Shepard, but obviously we're not talking Shepard. The Mountaineers have named a new football offensive coordinator after we know uh, there was a vacancy in that position, um, and that comes internal. It's an internal hire. The uh, running backs coach is now taking on, also taking on the gig of offensive coordinator, that being Chad Scott. Uh, That was announced uh, yesterday, excuse me, Monday afternoon by head coach Neil Brown. Uh, Scott is set to enter his fifth season on Brown's coaching staff at West Virginia, coaching the running backs in the four previous years. Additionally, he was the co-offensive coordinator for the first three years at West Virginia before serving as a run game coordinator in 2022. Scott will continue leading the running backs in addition to his new duties as offensive coordinator. Under Scott, West Virginia's run game averaged 171.5 yards per game in 2022 as he built a strong unit of depth and consistency. Running backs Tony Mathis, Justin Johnson, C.J. Donaldson, and Jalen Anderson combined for 1,793 yards and 18 touchdowns. The Mountaineers have had a 1,000-yard rusher twice in Scott's four years as a position coach. Um, I think this all makes sense because they're going to have a strong running game next year, so why not promote your running backs coach, running game coordinator? Yeah, I I don't dislike the decision when you look at the only promising thing this year offensively it seemed like for WVU was the ground game. So the fact that uh, he gets now promoted as the offensive coordinator I think is a pretty good idea also when it comes not only to the ground game if you're still going with green potentially as a quarterback we know he's pretty solid on his feet too so when he's in the running going up against nico marquial as the potential starting quarterback next year and he could even be an asset if he doesn't get the starting quarterback spot in green maybe going out as a wide receiver or running back and just being a pure athlete and try to spice things up offensively might be a good idea for this team. Yeah, and I think this this hire, this promotion makes sense uh, because prior to WVU, Scott worked with head coach Neil Brown during three different coaching tenures. He was a running back uh, coach at Kentucky 2013-14, to Texas Tech 2010-2012, to and Troy running back coach 2007-2009. He was also a teammate with Neil Brown at Kentucky. He came to Morgantown after serving as the tight ends and hybrids coach at North Carolina from 2016-2018. to I think this makes sense to a degree that we know that this is a year under evaluation for Neil Brown. So why you're, you're probably not having many people wanting to come in and take this offensive coordinator position from outside for just one year, if that is the case. If it doesn't work, why would you want somebody to come in and leave? Like That's why we saw the previous offensive coordinator leave, because he's maybe like, well, I don't want to be here for just that. Obviously, that's just yeah, pure speculation. If you hire a new guy but, and, again, WVU is unsuccessful this year and they go and fire everybody, why would you want to be a guy that's just there for – a year potentially moving with the family. So the fact that if that's the case, hiring within makes more sense than not. So, yeah, But Graham still, Harrell, I think it's a good decision. Graham Harrell leaving for the Purdue job. Um, 
as their offensive coordinator. But I think for me, if I'm Neil Brown, you know, you're putting a lot of trust in a guy that's never been an offensive coordinator. Well, he's been a co-offensive coordinator. Yeah, but he's never been the the play caller. The play caller. And this is your year to kind of make or break it at WVU. So I think that would be a little bit concerning. But obviously he's making the decisions. He's the head coach. So, uh, you know, this is a guy in Scott that's been around for a long time, been coaching since he graduated in 2016, or in 2006, I should say. So um, you know, he's been doing it for a while. He's been on a lot of different staffs. I think he's earned his way. And the running game, like we said, was the most positive part of WVU's offense a year ago. So that all seems positive, but not having an offensive coordinator with play-calling experience is a little bit um, concerning, I think, for a team that uh, is kind of putting all their trust in Neil Brown for one more season at least, and it's either kind of a make-or-break-it year for him. So I'll have to wait and see, but – I think it, it it could be a good move, and it could definitely not work out in their favor. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you know how these players execute the offense, no matter who the coach is. Yeah, that'll definitely be a big key. But we'll obviously you can tune into Mountaineer football as always, as well as Mountaineer basketball and talk to WRNR. 106.5 FM AM 7:40. Football obviously won't begin until September, late August. But uh, let's move on, transition over to West Virginia basketball. They're still looking for their first win in the Big 12 this season as they host number 14 TCU at the Coliseum tonight. Uh, WVU comes in at 10-7. and 7. TCU comes in at 14-3, and 3, ranked number 14 in the country. It'll be back-to-back games that West Virginia will welcome in top 14 teams. Colin, what is your take on I guess the improvement made maybe necessarily in the last week, I guess you could almost say there's been improvement for this team. They only lost by one on Saturday. Yeah. That's improved. Lost, but they definitely don't seem to be giving up. They've been competitive. Can we pause it for a second? Kansas. I don't know what it is. The people in Vegas. Yeah. The, the odds I was going to get into that too, but they really like West Virginia first. Yeah. It's surprising. West Virginia that, favored by two and a half tonight, according to Caesars. It just shows you, I guess, the craziness of the Big 12 and how much maybe home court advantage means to them, even though WVU's 0-5 in the conference, unranked, TCU's 14th in the country, 14-3 and overall, 3-2 and in the conference. But they think WVU can get it done tonight. Obviously, I hope and pray that WVU gets it done tonight. It's no fun watching your team lose five straight conference games and struggling this year so if they can get a win against a ranked team that gives some confidence back as a fan and hopefully confidence back into this team which i've been saying has really been lacking but yeah last game lost by one you shot a little bit better cleaned up the fouls but couldn't make free throws so instead of having one struggle that is the biggest issue when it comes to winning and losing hopefully they can put everything together and have a good game tonight at home well, you look at a lot of the numbers, and WVU and TCU are pretty even. Uh, both teams average 78 points per game. West Virginia gives up 69. Uh, TCU gives up 64. So they shoot similar field goal percentages. There's a lot of things that lean toward this being a close game, and then that home court advantage probably gives you that 2.5-point uh, favor 
for WVU, even though they're on a five-game losing streak. Uh, so you could argue, too, that WVU's due for a win. I mean, I don't think they're going to go winless in the Big 12, uh, but TCU is a ranked team. So from that standpoint, it is a tough game, and you know we'll have to wait and see. But I think it is winnable for the Mountaineers here tonight. It's just can they you know, execute down the stretch will really be what seals their fate, I think, because that's kind of been what's prevented them to get a win so far in the Big 12 is they just haven't been great in the uh, closing minutes of the game. Yeah, and that's going to be a big key. And, you know, you look at some other games in college basketball tonight in the ranked world top 25 here. Uh, there's only one other top 25 team that is not projected to win tonight, and that's number 25, Arkansas. They're projected to lose by two points to Mizzou, who is home there in their conference play. But uh, Arkansas won in four in the conference. Somehow they're at 25, though. Uh, other matchups, Providence, number 22 versus number 20, Marquette. Marquette favored by seven and a half. Number eight, Xavier at DePaul. Xavier favored by eight and a half. Number 16, Auburn, who's coming into the Coliseum uh, next weekend. They're facing, facing LSU at LSU, and they're favored by four and a half. Virginia Tech and Virginia, number 10, Virginia, UVA favored by five. And number 15, UConn at Seton Hall favored by five. So an interesting slate of games tonight. Yeah, college basketball has been fun. We got to see uh, last night a few upsets. I know Texas lost State last night, and then uh, Kansas State knocked off number two Kansas last night as well. So been seeing a few upsets and just shows how competitive college basketball is this year. Nick, Florida Atlantic is ranked number 24. I did see that, yeah. Excuse me? Good what? for the Owls. Who have they played? They lost to Southern – or they oh, they beat Florida. They're 16-1. and one. They beat Florida, lost to Ole Miss by 13, and that's it. They beat Florida Gulf Coast. That's, that's really it there. Uh, just interesting to see that they're in the top 25, but they're probably going to run the league because Conference USA. Not much of a league at the moment. Yeah. There's still some good teams. I mean, you got Western and Middle Tennessee are always pretty good. Yeah. So it's not maybe as good as it was with Marshall, Southern Miss, and ODU, but still. A, oh, Nick always good. finds a way to put in Marshall. Yeah, the Thunder Herd are back in action. Uh, they have conference wins this year, and they're back in action uh, on Thursday against Texas State. Yeah, they got a big conference win last Thursday on ESPN, too. They did over the Golden Eagles. Yeah. Former Conference USA foe. Yeah. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for... I care about Marshall. I was waiting for something from you. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the side of this break, uh, we'll ask a, hypo- a couple hypothetical questions about the NFL and talk Wizards and Capitals when we return after this two-minute break in the Sports Mix. Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Run away. Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are. 
and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Panhandle Printing and Design is your full-service local print shop. With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing and design needs. We can handle anything, business cards to wrapping large vehicles. Our in-house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. Looking to get your special someone the perfect gift? How about a dream vacation to see the Grand Canyon? Or maybe visit Alaska? What about Rio, Budapest, or Taiwan? Maybe your dream vacation is on the seas, cruising to multiple destinations. We'll start here with the travel agency of Dream Vacations and George Wisdom. Visit vacationsmiles.com. Vacation smiles last a lifetime, so allow George Wisdom to provide you the vacation experience you've always desired and deserve. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the sports mix for your Wednesday, January 18, 2023, brought to you in part. By the Marist Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us for the next uh, 10 or so minutes as we wrap up this edition of the Sports Mix produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. What was that, Colin? Gerald, always, whenever you say our names, will go to our cameras for a quick thing, so I didn't want to be caught off guard and wanted to do pose or something this time around <laughs> all right well i've got some hypothetical questions for you guys about the nfl Ooh. Ooh. uh these teams are not currently in the playoffs well one of them will be but uh we've got some time on this wednesday you know kind of slow news day wednesday not a lot to talk about today still got caps and wizards yes we'll, we'll reach that in a minute but i've got about four questions for you guys hypothetical this is open to you as well gerald okay. um We'll start with Colin, then go around to Gerald. Uh, we'll start with a subject that's close, near and dear to Nick's heart. Where will Lamar Jackson be playing football next year? Mm. It's Colin. I think he'll still be in Baltimore. I think how will he come back on a deal? Him. Okay, I, I think they franchise tag him so that they can continue out the negotiations. So I, I feel like that's the best move for them too. If he's fully healthy and wants to stay in Baltimore is to franchise tag him because even though he hasn't had I guess what you could say tremendous success he still had success there in Baltimore and they still have pieces that can continue to be put together to maybe become a Super Bowl contender yeah I I think he's going to be with the Ravens but I won't be shocked if he's traded um, in terms of where he would get traded I'm not certain but 
Commanders? No. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. I think he gets – I don't know where he would get traded. I'd, I'd like to see him maybe traded to the Bears for the first pick in Justin Fields. <laughs> but I don't think that's happening. So you think he comes back, though? Yeah, I think he'll get, be back on the franchise okay. tag and they'll run it one more year. But hopefully they make changes to the offensive coordinator and give him some weapons. Now you'd think they may do that in the next day or two if they already hadn't done it well, by now. Well, the thing now. is Greg Roman's contract is expired, so they don't technically have to do anything. They just don't have to bring him back. Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, Gerald. Okay. Um, I think they'll end up bringing him back. I saw a post, and it was like, without Lamar Jackson, the Ravens haven't won as much as they won with him. Yeah, I believe they'll bring him back. I'd like to see him in Washington, uh, like Nick says, or the Raiders or something like that because they've been treating him unfairly. But, yeah, that's just my opinion. All right. Uh, next question. Tom Brady, is he back? Is he with the Bucks? Is he retired? Is he with another team? And name what team? <laughs> name what team is the difficult part because we kind of – Just pick a team. Talked about this a uh, little bit yesterday, and I said that he's going to come back just not on Tampa Bay. So I'll go with that he is – Going to the Raiders. I'll, I'll pick the Raiders, I think, is a landing spot for Tom Brady. Yeah, I think the Raiders make a lot of sense. Uh, some other teams that could make sense, I think Tennessee could make some sense, yeah. right? He's got the connection with Mike Vrabel uh, being former teammates. Good running game there with Derrick Henry. They need to add a wide receiver or two. Well, probably just one. I like Traylon Burks enough, and I think you know you add a big-name wide receiver in there and – uh, if Tom Brady's going to take a discount, you know, that wouldn't be too much money to get for – or you would have money to get a wide receiver. So that could be a spot. Uh, so if not the Raiders, I think the Titans are a good possibility, presuming they move on from Ryan Tannehill. I'd be pretty shocked if he uh, retired because of all the troubles with his wife and everything outside of football. So – um where he'll land, I'm not sure about that. I like Las Vegas because they got a lot of weapons, receiving weapons, and offensive and defensive weapons. You're not uh, naming the number one connection there. What's that? Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, health first and foremost. Do we think Tua Tagovailoa plays another snap in the NFL? Hmm. Yes. I'm going to say no. I, I think he does. I think he gives it a go next year. I hope that he doesn't get any more concussions, but I think he gives it a go next year. Yeah, I don't know if I'm the person to answer that question. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But I guess I would say hopefully he's good to play again. And, uh, you know, would he be the starter at the Dolphins? I think it's the more intriguing question. Would they go for an upgrade like Derek Carr or somebody yeah. like that? Mm. Or that Tom Brady? Hey, we already know there's a connection there. Yeah. Um, given the fact that he's played and been injured multiple times this season, I think that he will play next season. I believe he will. All right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, same thing for uh, Lamar Jackson. Does, is he in Green Bay? Is he gone? Is he retired? What do you think next year come opening opening day or opening weekend? I think he stays in Green Bay. We've heard this song and dance the past, what, three years now that he's going to leave and go somewhere else. And 
each and every year it's been the same old story for Aaron Rodgers, and I think it's going to be the same this year. I think he stays in Green Bay for another season. I think he will be back because his contract is due like a ton of money. So it's like even though he says that that doesn't matter to him, um, I mean there's a lot of money on the line to pass up. But I don't think he'll be back with the Packers because I think the Packers are probably looking at things as they drafted Jordan Love and he hasn't played. And you think they're just going to waste that draft pick? I think they're going to move on from Aaron Rodgers and it will be similar to how they moved on from Brett Favre. But I don't think Jordan Love will be as good as Rodgers was. Um, And I think they will move on. And I guess what team? It would be one of those teams that we've talked about that are kind of in need of a quarterback. Uh, The Raiders, the Titans, Washington. (laughs) Throw out the Jets. Why not? The Jets. Maybe not the Giants now because they do have Daniel Jones and he's playing well. But, you know, those teams that need quarterbacks, Miami potentially. So I think that would be the spot. Gerald? I think he should retire. Um, I know he's not. He's probably going to stay in Green Bay because the money's too good. And, yeah, I think he's going to stay. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Uh, starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders week one of next year. Sam Howell. Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> a serious answer, Nick. He's getting cut. Um, Is he? Well, actually, he's not Jason on Jason Campbell. I don't know. Some rookie. All right, Gerald, since Nick's not taking this seriously. Uh, some rookie. I don't know. Tyson Bajan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a stretch. I said what I said. We'll have to get drafted first. Yeah. All right. Hey, rookie. Uh, I think it's going to be Derek Carr. All right, we've got about a minute and a half left. Let's talk some Wizards and Na- Capitals. Excuse me. Uh, the Capitals last night fell to the Wild 4-2. to two. They couldn't come back from this one as the Wild scored three in the second Caps are now 24-17-6. They're back in action as they begin a three-game West Coast swing uh, tomorrow against the Coyotes at 9 p.m. Then Saturday, they're at the Golden Knights at 10 p.m. And then Tuesday, they're at the Avalanche as they come start to make the trek back. Thursday, they have a game at home against the Penguins. That'll be a big game. Uh, but for the Wizards, they're back in action tonight at the Knicks. Uh, Knicks 25-20. and 20. The, the uh, Wizards fell to the Knicks uh, last Friday, one twelve, one oh eight. Do you think it's a game like that? Probably. I mean, I don't know. Washington has been pretty inconsistent this year. Um, they still don't have Bradley Beal back, so we'll see how they play. But I mean, it, I think at this point they're just kind of trying to build up what they have for potentially some sales here at the All Star break. All right, that's what you think, and uh, for. Us tomorrow we'll have on Chauncey Wimbush, assistant or excuse me, athletic director for vice president of athletics for Shepherd University to talk about the addition of new assistant athletics director uh, that was just named yesterday, and um, Tim Ziegler, Ziegler, excuse me, and uh, we'll have him on at twelve fifteen to discuss. Try and get Joey Fisher on as we uh, wrap things up here. As he gets ready for the NFL PA ball coming up next week, 
I don't think he did participate in the Hula Bowl, although he was selected. We'll have to talk to him about that and what his draft prep's been like. Hopefully we'll get him on Friday. Stay tuned for that, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tune into TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube to this evening at 5 p.m. as we get you started for pregame for Shepherd Hoops. Uh, women tip off at 5.30 and men at 7.30 against East Stroudsburg. Tune in there and we'll be back tomorrow for another edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, for Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. Also our intern, Gerald Wright. Have a great rest of your day and tune into Shepherd Hoops tonight on TV 10. Shepherdstown.